welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We're siblings. <laughs> we see theatre. We talk about it. And we have some drinks. Trialing out a new intro this week. What did you think? <laughs> um, I'm Oscar. I'm Alice. And this is Theatre Club Podcast. We review shows. We make theatre-themed cocktails, we have some theatre news. What is a theatre-themed cocktail this week, Oscar? I'm really excited. I'm not doing one this week, oh. as in I'm not creating one, because you went to see Anne Juliet, and I'm tired, so what I'm going to do is just refer people back to my Añejo Juliet cocktail that I oh. made when we reviewed the show the first time around okay, at the well end done. of 2018, and that was a Añejo tequila with pineapple juice and some chilli liqueur. And it was bloody delicious, if I remember correctly. Añejo tequila sounds like something quite niche that people on this podcast might No, just use any tequila. But tequilas, just little tequila 101. You have Blanco, which is like clear, unaged. Then you have Reposado, which is like the the golden colour one, which is aged in oak barrels. And then Añejo is the extra, extra aged. And it's dark and it's got like a smokier, almost like a more whiskey Okay, so when you're getting the one with the hat on it... Don't get the one with the hat on it, okay? Why? Because you've got to go 100% agave. We're going to have to do a whole new podcast. We're going to have to tell people what agave means. Agave is the plant that tequila is made from. And you know you can buy agave syrup, which is like a sweetener. That's also from the agave plant. Mm -hmm. And tequila is made from the agave plant. And you want a tequila that is 100% agave. Agave. Otherwise they add other spirits and colourings in it. To bulk it up. And it gives you more of a headache. That's why tequila gets a bad rap. So get a nice tequila and try the Añejo Juliet. Scroll back through the Instagram feed to the end of 2018, I believe, and find my Añejo Juliet cocktail. And that is the cocktail for this episode. Great. So in this episode, we will be reviewing Anne Juliet again because you went to see it. Finally, I've been telling you to go see it. We went to see Bring It On as well, which was on at the Royal Festival Hall. And we went to see, or I went to see, should I say, Matthew Bourne's Nutcracker at Sadler's Wells. Because you just won't let go of Christmas. Because <laughs> you just won't let go of Christmas. <laughs> well, it wasn't my choice. It was going to be a Christmas show and COVID postponed. So that review has is belated. But I finally went to see Nutcracker. Great. So those are the three shows for this episode. Let's get on with it. So let's just jump straight into your top tip. My top tip this week is Dirty Dancing, based on the classic film (laughs) with Patrick Swayze. Mm -hmm. This is more a film for you, like you love this film. You'd think that it was a film for me, but it actually missed my kind of, it wasn't like in the zeitgeist of like what films that me and my friends watched. But since I've become older, I feel like it's now become a bit of a classic that I've mm. since watched. And you now went I'm to like, the secret cinema. I went to the secret cinema yeah. and now I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. But it wasn't like, bring it on was like... Yeah, no, it's like a few generations before, isn't it? Yeah. So it's on at the Dominion Theatre, which is where famously we will, we will Rock You was on for ages. And it's where Prince of Egypt has been on. It's mm. an amazing theatre. Huge. Huge. And also I think it used to be a cinema. cinema. Yeah. It did. So Full circle. Really big auditorium. And the seats that we sit in are in the circle. They are row H and they are kind of called restricted view because there's a safety rail in front of you. But you can see perfectly. They're really good value seats. Yeah. And I got my seats on today ticks. They are £38 for row H, which I think is really good value. Mm -hmm. But they're also doing 25 rush seats. So that means you spend £25, you log on at 10am 
to Today Ticks. To Today Ticks, and you can get seats for £25. I don't oh, know where cool. they're going to be, but they're usually front row or dotted around. Cool. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be great. So I'm gonna, actually going to go and see it in a couple of weeks, and I'll have a review for you on the next Because there's been productions of this before, and I've never like been that interested to see it, but then I kind of feel like when we went to see Bodyguard at the Dominion, not a show we'd usually go and see, but it was kind of fun. There is something fun about those big, cheesy shows that kind of are crowd-pleasers, especially this one's got crowd the dance pleasers, built in. Crowd-pleasers is the right word for it. I'm actually going on my first ever office outing with oh, yeah, perfect office Five job. Girls From Work. Mm, this and seems just, like that sort of show. Exactly. I just think it's something fun to do midweek where you're not going to go to th- see something where people are like, yeah, I didn't really get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, You're totally. like, it's what's not to like, it's Dirty Dancing. That's we'll hear some songs. Exactly. We'll hear some songs we like. We'll see that famous dance at the end where he lifts mm-hmm. her above his head. Okay. It's on at the Dominion Theatre till the 16th of April. Today, Ticks are doing an amazing offer. £25 rush seats. Um, but you can also sit... You know, there's lots of availability and you can sit where we sit, which is Circle, Row H. Great view. It, they're fantastic value for money and they're £38. Speaking of big, fun, splashy shows, you went to see Anne Juliet finally, which I went to see twenty end of 2018. Seems like so long ago. It's the Max Martin musical. Max Martin, who is a songwriter who has written basically every massive pop song of the last... 20 years, Britney Spears, oops, I did it again. Um, he's Backstreet written, Boys, NSYNC, Robin, Celine Dion, I mean, you name it. Everyone, Pink, like he's written so many massive hits. And so they've taken all his, it's kind of a jukebox musical, not from like one band or one artist, but from a songwriter who's written for many people, which kind of makes it a bit more interesting in my opinion, because he's done quite an eclectic mix of pop with different types of artists and they've written a new story based on the Romeo and Juliet story. And it's it's a kind of the story, I really like what they've done with it. They've kind of taken it from the moment of Juliet finding that Romeo is dead mm-hmm. and it's William Shakespeare and his wife Anne Hathaway and they've said, well hang on, let's talk about Juliet's story here. What would happen if maybe, what would happen to her afterwards? Maybe she didn't, that wasn't the end of her life. Maybe she lived and got another boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's very right on, feminist. You know, they're talking, they like mention gender. They mention the fact that William Shakespeare constantly writes about marriages that he doesn't like. You know, he, do, he he's not like... They're sort of addressing a lot of the like problematic areas of Shakespeare, aren't they? And I think they've done a really good job with that, like with telling that story. But then they've also popped it up with these really fun songs, mashups as well. And it's funny because we were talking about on the last episode of like Moulin Rouge and how they do added all these modern songs. And this was actually really similar. They've the way that they've done it. They've sort of somebody will say. I can't stop thinking about you all I think about and then can't get you out of my head by Britney or by, sorry, by... Kylie. Kylie. They'll do that song. Yeah, in a sort of funny... Because we all know them so well. Like, it's played for comedy a lot, the lead-in of, mm. like, how they'll say something, which I think is quite fun. I think it actually works better in Anne Juliet because the overall tone is more light than it did on Moulin Rouge. I remember thinking in Moulin Rouge, a couple of moments, the audience kind of laughed at the song lead-ins when they weren't supposed to, actually. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some of them were for comedy, obviously, where, you know, there was like a bit a bit of a Rihanna song that the Duke did that was supposed to be funny, him saying the words, you know, but other bits it didn't. Whereas in Anne Juliet, it's a generally lighter, sillier tone. Yes. And so that's kind of played for, played for laughs. 
um, yeah. more. And actually how the characters interacted and the storylines between Shakespeare and his wife, between Juliet and her uh, best friend May, who's played by um, somebody who's like non-binary or dealing oh, yeah. with... Yeah. Those are really invested in those like storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked that. For yeah, that and really... the maid was good fun. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to see it again. Ever since I've seen it, I've wanted to see it again. Um, just because I thought, it was, did you have a really fun time, baby? <sighs> so, although I loved the story and I really invested in those storylines and thought they handled all of those themes really well, I actually don't think anyone was... Um, I don't think the singing really did justice to those songs. Oh really? What from the cast? Yeah, I didn't love the didn't love the songs as much as in Moulin Rouge or the dancing as in mm. Moulin Rouge. And I just didn't feel like oh, I just didn't feel like it was as slick. Yeah, I don't know, when I saw it I just remember thinking it was quite slick. I remember really loving a lot of the staging, like the the bubbles that had smoke in them were really cool. Some of the set was quite good. I remember thinking that I really liked Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway was brilliant. and She was really, my favourite, I think. She was my favourite. She Anderson. sings that um, classic Celine Dion song. That was yeah. really good. She, her character was the most believable and kind yeah. of feisty, and I really enjoyed it. I just, I just didn't enjoy the singing and the kind of performance element of it as much. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. After seeing Moulin Rouge, where you're like... I guess, yeah, you saw them very close together. The choreography's not up to the same level. It's more of that modern, like, Hamilton-maybe-inspired kind of hip-hop-pop yeah. choreography that is not the same at all. But Listen, if somebody was saying to me, shall I go... Yes. They're doing an offer on today ticks. I got my tickets for fifteen pounds. Mm. They're it's doing good fun, rush seats it? for twenty five. I'd say go. Yeah, I wouldn't say any to anybody. Not go. Go and see Anne Juliet. It's really good fun. Yes, it is. it's a, and take anybody. They'll love it because it's hit after hit after hit. Yeah, you forget how many there are, and then there's like Kelly Clarkson. There's so many great done in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. But am I going to go back and see it again? No. Interesting, because I mean, I saw it. In 2018, and ever since, I've kind of wanted to go see it again. No, don't bother ask. Also, I think sometimes it's just been so much hype about this show that maybe I had really high expectations. Yeah. Um, But also, in the last year, I've seen Six, which is similar Mm -hmm. in that it's a historical thing reworked with modern, fun, sassy context. Yeah. But with really good singers. Yeah. And then Moulin Rouge, also modern songs, Mm. really good singers. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. The this just is, isn't is matching true. up to those two shows. And I know it's really bad to compare things, but I couldn't yes. help but do that. Yeah. At least this is more accessible than Miriam Rouge currently in terms of getting cheaper tickets. Like you said, you got a Today Ticks offer. Yeah. They do the lottery. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So my, so to surmise, definitely go see and Juliet. It's really good fun. Anyone would enjoy this. Like a friend, uh, you know, whoever that you want to take, but I'm not saying spend big money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Okay, what else have we got to talk about? What else have we got to talk about? We went to see Bring It On just in in January, and that was going to tour the UK, and really sadly they have had to announce that they've cancelled the UK tour just because of COVID and, like, ticket sales not being high enough, and I think because they had to cancel dates in London financially, the money that they were maybe going to make in London to, like spur them on with the tour or whatever it's just become non-viable apparently for them to do the tour which is really sad 
Um, we love this production. It's got music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's based on a film that we love. We saw a production at Southern Playhouse that we reviewed a few years ago that was really great to kind of a small, a smaller sort of production that was had real great energy and like chutzpah. And this is a bigger, slicker production. It's got Amber Davis from Love Island, but more better well known in theatre for doing nine to five in which she got very good reviews. I think mm-hmm. she's a musical theatre trained actress. Louis Smith, who was the gymnast, he was on Street Come Dancing, he's in it. And it's just really good fun. It is kind of what you expect it to be with a Lin-Manuel Miranda's involvement, a hip-hop pop score, a fun story. And I'm really sad it's not going to tour because, and it's finished, it's finished in London now because we had so much fun, didn't we? It is a really great show. Oh, it's such a shame it's not going to carry on because the performances in this were so good. The energy, the cast were just working so hard. And I know that's because the choreography in this is especially acrobatic. Like they're doing pyramids they're doing flips, they're doing all these catches and tosses. Oh, but they've just, had a proper like, choreographer who does cheerleading choreographies yeah. routines. This isn't just like, oh, here's our version of what yeah. a dance cheerleading routine would look like. It's like, no, they've done actual lifts, tucks, yeah. And twists. you can see how hard they're working. And not in a bad way, as in like you can see they're like struggling, but as in like you can feel they're working so hard. And after the routines, you're like, how are they, how are they doing this? Yeah. And then another one and another one. So... I thought, compared to the one in Southern Playhouse, it was nice to see it like level up and have bigger numbers. And I think some of the singing was amazing. In fact, across the board, I think it was really good. I do. I think Amber Davis was sometimes a bit shouty, like some of the bigger moments vocally. That's probably the only thing that I would criticise it for, was when I saw it at Southwark Playhouse, I can't remember the name of the um, girl who played the central, who played this role. No, not going But she was a really good singer. Yeah. And just an unknown person. Yes. And even though Amber was really good and can sing, I think when it's a main role, you need somebody that can sing really well. Yeah. And I don't think she's got the range. No, not for this, but... No. Yes. Yeah, so no. But, but the supporting cast, I thought, were really good. Yeah, I just really loved it. I'm just really sad that it's not, we can't be saying, like, go and see it here, here and here, because this would have done so well around the country. I really think it would have been... I really hope they get to, I don't know, bring it back. I'll go and see it again. The audience was going absolutely wild for it. I'd go see it again, 100%. It's just, it's kind of silly. It's It's got a very... It's new theatre, and it feels, Mm. like, very fresh and kind of... Yeah, it just feels yeah. really new and current. It's not boring. Yeah, it had the first ever, the original Broadway productions, the first ever trans character in a musical. Mm. Um, oh, it was so much, I just had so much fun seeing it. It's a really it. great show. Uh, do I have anything else? Oh, I went to see Nutcracker as well. So Matthew Bourne? The, Matthew Bourne's Nutcracker was what I was supposed to go and see at Christmas, but because of COVID, got cancelled. So my tickets got moved. So I went to see that at Sands as well. Because we saw that years ago yeah it's one of the very first Matthew Bonds I think I saw yeah, so it must too. have been 20 odd years ago I think I'd seen Swan Lake and that was the second thing we ever saw of his and it's obviously everyone knows Nutcracker it's a classic ballet work it's got no real story other than um well in this version it's set in an orphanage instead of like a a big lovely Christmas party and um they go into a magical world there's a you know a Nutcracker that comes to life it's all it's a fantastical story there's not much to it but it's that amazing Tchaikovsky music that everyone knows so many bits of that music oh my god I forgot this one I forgot that one and Matthew Bourne's production's just amazing it's so vibrant and 
even though I wasn't seeing it at Christmas, because it was like the Christmas show we were going to go and see, it still felt really magical. Mm. This one just has like a really fun, fresh edge. In the Magic Kingdom, everything's sweet-based. So you have the Knickerbocker the Glory. The Gobstoppers. The Gobstoppers. Instead of the, what's it called in the traditional one, Trey Pack? The the Cossack Dancers in yes. the original. In this, they're Gobstoppers and they're dressed like mods. They've got leather jackets and biker helmets that look like Gob- gobstopper yeah. sweets and they kind of come on like lads, lads, lads. And there's licorice all sorts. Like, the licorice yeah. all sorts that do like a flamenco number. It's The costumes are beautiful and that giant cake set piece is amazing. It's just so much fun. I absolutely love it. And it's going on tour until April. So there's lots of opportunities to see it. I think it goes Bristol, Birmingham, Milton Keynes, Glasgow, Liverpool, Wales, Newcastle, Nottingham, and then finally ends in Woking in April. Okay. So look it up and go and see it. And it's, oh, it is a Christmas show. It's set at Christmas within the piece, but it's just a magical fairy tale ballet. So you can definitely go see it when it's not Christmas. You don't feel like, oh, am I seeing a Christmas show? You're not. You're seeing just a, a classic ballet. And it's got a full orchestra, um, including the Celesta, which plays the. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so good. I Where absolutely did you loved sit? it. We sat, usually we go at the front for uh, Matthew Bourne stuff. We usually go front row tickets because they're a bit cheaper. And I do like to see the performance of the dancers because it's very based on character, the comedy of the small sort of looks and thing. But actually we sat middle of the stalls, fairly mm-hmm. expensive tickets. I think it's paid like 60 five pounds or something but it's a christmas show so we just do it every year for matthew bourne but they were really good it's nice having a bit more perspective sometimes especially those opening party numbers what you miss in being really up close to the performance you get in that you're really being able to take everything in all in one go so yeah they were pretty good seats um and i would encourage anyone who lives you know if it's coming to you around the country definitely go and just go see Matthew Bourne basically whenever you can. I've loved all his shows, apart from maybe Sleepy Beauty, but I feel like maybe I need to give that another try. Carman is coming to the Royal Albert Hall this summer Ooh. in a new arena staging, so we'll have to look into that and talk about that on the podcast. Yes, please. Royal Albert Hall is such a tricky one because we'll talk about this next time, but it's expensive. Yeah, but Matthew Bourne is one of the people I just sort of... It's my yearly thing, and I just... I just, it's a treat. I go with Rory at Christmas and it's just mm. like our treat thing. But yeah, Nutcracker was amazing. Had some laughs. It's a nice short show, two hours with including the interval. Oh, yes. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just magic and it's just so funny and the costumes and everything about Matthew Bourne. It's funny, silly, sexy, like everything about it. It's just classic Matthew Bourne. It's one of his, it's one of his sort of iconic works. And yeah, I loved it. Oh, great. Yeah, can't wait to see what his next Christmas show is. I want to bring Edward Scissorhands back because oh, I haven't seen that one for a long time. I would love to see that again. Yeah, that's the one I really want to see again soon. So what else are we going to talk about on the podcast next time? We've got Wuthering Heights, which starts in February at the National Theatre. That's which in is, high. Is it? No, Emma Rice. Oh, that's Emma Rice. Is it Emma Rice or Knee High of No Longer? So yeah, it's an Emma Rice production. Okay. Um, at the National of Wuthering Heights. So that should be kind of interesting. That's come over from the Bristol Old Vic, I want to say. Um, it's had good reviews. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have a review back that on that in our next episode. And that's it for now, or for the next episode. And we'll I'm going to see Dirty Dancing. And Dirty Dancing. So I'll have that in the next episode. Will you have had the time of your life? <laughs> we'll find out next time. 30 Club <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> 
So thanks again for listening. Do keep following us on Instagram at Thirsty Podcast, and of course, rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already. To the podcast. And only if they're good reviews. Oh yeah, only leave a good review. I don't mean leave a bad review on, on iTunes. I would quite like to read a bad review. Read a bad one. We want. Uh, no, we didn't get a bad review, but I remember someone was not happy with our review of Big. <laughs> I can't think who it was, but someone was not happy, and they were vested in Big in a way Aww. that. We didn't really slag it off that much. It was just terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So thanks for listening and join us next time on Theatre Club Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye.